the basic idea is that we experience and feel loved in different ways. And sometimes relationships have problems simply because one person loves words of affirmation while the other person loves positive physical touch and they try and communicate and they're sending signals that the other person doesn't naturally love the most. Uh, you remember the five love languages? There's positive physical touch, there's quality time, remember the other ones? Gifts, words of affirmation, and what? Yes, acts of service. Uh, it's an interesting concept, and you can check it out online. You can take a little test yourself to see which ones you appreciate the most. Sarah and I have talked about this, and I think she's probably even said, well, I love them all. Uh, you know, but there are a couple that she appreciates more, and there are a couple that I appreciate more. And I was thinking about the ways that God loves us and demonstrates his love to us, and he's done it in all of the love languages to communicate to us through different ways. He loves us, he cares for us, and no matter who you are, you can sense that feeling of God's love. Well, today we're talking about the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is one awesome gift that God gave to us, but the primary idea, as I think about it, is, called, is the gift of quality time. It's called the five love languages. Yeah, good book for those who are interested. So we're talking about what did Jesus teach about Sabbath? And one of the things he said three times in the Gospels, number one, he said, the Son of Man is blank of the Sabbath. Is what? Lord. He said, I am the Lord. So the number one thing, I'm going to give you six things Jesus taught about Sabbath. I thought about making it seven because it's a good number for Sabbath. But I said, no, no, no need to stretch it artificially. I came up with six. We'll go with six. Number one, what we learn about Sabbath is it's Jesus' day. It's Jesus' day. And so if we have a Sabbath, but we don't have Jesus, we don't really have Sabbath. Amen? It's his day. He's the Lord of the day. And so who better to show us how to enjoy the gift of this day than Jesus? Now, Jesus was accused of breaking the Sabbath, wasn't he? In fact, in the passages where he said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, he's actually saying that in response to people who are saying, you're breaking it. No, 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 no. I made this day. I know what it's all about. But as you know, in his day, the people had all sorts of man-made rules and traditions. There were 39 categories of work that was to be avoided on Sabbath. 39 categories. I couldn't think of 39 categories of work, but they did. Uh, there was a thought among some, if your house was on fire, you couldn't put it out because that would be work on Sabbath. So too bad if your house catches fire on Sabbath because it's just going to burn down and that's it. Okay, different ways of looking at the Sabbath. You know the whole story about walking through the grain field with his disciples, which actually came from Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath passage. There were a couple issues with walking through the grain field, even if the grain, uh, some rabbis thought, was ankle height. You might accidentally knock off some of the grain and step on it, and so you're doing two things. You're harvesting and you're threshing in one action. So better not, just don't even walk through the grain field. So Jesus and his disciples, they not only walked through the field, I think that was intentional, but they picked it 
They harvested it, they threshed it, and then they ate it on the Sabbath. And they said, you're breaking the day. And he said, no, 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 no. This is my day. And I want to show you how to make it full of meaning. The Jews, some of them wouldn't do work. Well, they wouldn't do work on Sabbath, but some of them would hire Gentiles to work for them on Sabbath. I thought that's a little strange. Now, now it's easy for us to point our fingers and say, that's so bad. They were so legalistic and everything. And we got to be careful because, you know, we can fall into the same trap. But at the same time, the, the idea behind all these rules was a good idea. The idea was, we've got a special gift from God, and we don't want to mess it up. So let's enjoy it as much as we can, and then they just went overboard with all these rules. You know, it's sometimes with health. I love health. We should have healthy bodies. But there are people, Christians sometimes, who feel as though health is the way to earn their way to heaven. Right? Uh, and that's, we can't. Christ has earned heaven for us. Now, he gave us bodies, and he says, take care of them. You'll last longer. You'll be happier if you're healthy. But sometimes we go overboard on things. So while striving for principles of health, while striving to keep the Sabbath, we've got to remember what's the purpose behind it all. And number one, the day is Jesus' day. So if you're not encountering Jesus on the day, you're not actually keeping the Sabbath. You're just taking a break. Now, it's interesting, the story. I love the story that Sherry told today because in that story, John chapter 5, verse 18, it says that he was accused, Jesus, of breaking the Sabbath. And the word there for break is the Greek word luo. What is it? Luo, which means the primary definition is to loose. So Jesus was accused of loosing the Sabbath. They had tied it all up with human tradition. And he was letting it loose to be what it was supposed to be. So it should come as no surprise when Jesus later on meets that woman who's been bound by Satan for 18 years. She's bent over and can't straighten herself up. Jesus said, isn't it right and isn't it a good thing that this woman should be loosed? Luo, same Greek word, on the Sabbath day. Now, there are a couple of ditches we could fall into. We could fall into the legalistic ditch with Sabbath, where you can't do any. It's all about rules and regulations. Or you could fall into the other ditch where you say, that is so terrible, nothing matters, right? And then we miss Jesus, we miss the Sabbath. Jesus didn't like, go down to the Gentiles and go bartering with them on Sabbath. He didn't go to his carpenter shop and, like, fulfill some orders for customers on the Sabbath. He didn't go against the principles that God gave us. Uh, but he was trying to loose it from the bonds of legalism so that they could get the benefit from that day. Number one, it's Jesus' day. Number two, it's not a day of rules. It's a day for restoration. And we see that over and over again with Jesus' healings. It's about restoration not about rules. By the way, I wrote a paper in seminary on the Sabbath principles. I looked at every verse in the entire Bible that deals with the Sabbath. I wrote a paper, and I'll put it on the Facebook group if you're interested, and if you don't have Facebook, talk to me and I can print it off for you. But if you're interested in doing more study on 
just how to get a benefit from Sabbath and principles, because we won't cover it all today. You can find that there this afternoon. What about Sabbath? Number one, it's about Jesus. Number two, it's about restoration, not primarily about rules. If you're focusing on the rules, you've missed the point. Number three, it's a gift for humanity. Right there, right along with Jesus saying, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, he says the Son of Man, or excuse me, he said that Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. We weren't created by God thinking, hmm, I'm going to create a day. Now I need some people to be slaves to that day. So I'll create humans because I have this day. No, 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 no. We were created first, and then the Sabbath was the first full day that humans enjoyed with God in the garden. It was created to be a blessing. Man, I tell you what, when I was a student especially, I was so blessed by the Sabbath. I didn't allow myself to feel guilty about doing homework at all. Even though I was a seminarian and I had Bible homework, right? Religious homework. I'm not going to read the Bible because I have to on Sabbath. I'm going to read it because I want to. So I didn't let homework get and mess up my Sabbath day. What a blessing that was. And I don't have to feel guilty today of all days uh, that there are projects at home that are left undone. Right? We got... We want to prepare for our garden. You know, we want to get a good start on it. That can wait for tomorrow. I'm not going to feel one ounce of guilt for the weeds that are in our little patio out back. The Sabbath is meant to be a blessing. Amen? And you know what? With everything going on in our world today, I don't need to know all the latest things with the news. It just will, it will break the peace of my day. So I'm not going to deal with that today because it's a gift that's primarily about Jesus. It's about restoration, not rules. It's a gift for you and for me. Number four. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter four. Luke four. Number four, the Sabbath is a day for worshiping with others. We see this consistently in the life of Jesus. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. It says there, He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. Jesus had a habit, he had a custom, and it was hanging out with God's people on God's day. You see this over and over again. I could give you multiple verses on Sabbath Jesus was with God's people on God's day. Now some people say, well, I can worship at home, which is true. We should worship at home every single day. But if you're not worshiping with God's people on God's day, you're going to miss at least two blessings. Blessing number one, you're going to miss the blessing of the fellowship and the encouragement. And, and, it, and if, if that's not happening, we need, to, we need to work to improve that so this can be a better place of fellowship and encouragement. But blessing number two you'll miss is the blessing of giving to others. You know, when we come to church, it's not about primarily, okay, I'm here, so give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Right? We should actually come to church and say, God, how can I give to others today? What can I do to encourage somebody? Have you ever come to church and been discouraged? 
Yeah. Have you ever come to church and just needed some encouragement before? So, so that tells us there is ministry right here. And if you're not here to encourage someone else, then they might not get the blessing that they need. If church was just about ourselves, we could put individual little cubicles so you didn't have to see anyone, right? Didn't have to interact with anyone. But we don't do that because church is a benefit for all. Give a blessing, receive a blessing. A day for worshiping with others. Number five, it's a day that hasn't changed. A day that hasn't changed. Go to Matthew, Matthew 24. Some people say, well... You know, Christ died on the cross, and, and that was to die for our sins, but also to get rid of the Sabbath. Or in so doing, he, he got rid of the Sabbath. Um, but that's not it at all. He didn't die to do away with God's law. In so doing, he, he, he allowed us to be saved, because it's impossible for us to perfectly keep God's law. Matthew 24, verse 20. Looking to the future, Jesus said this, And pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on when? The Sabbath. Now, when you compare Mark, Matthew 24 with Luke 21, you see very clearly Jesus is talking about uh, when Jerusalem will be surrounded by armies. Luke 21. When you see, he's looking into the future about 40 years Titus, the Roman general, is going to have armies surrounding Jerusalem. They're going to destroy it. And he's saying, when you see those things, get out of the city. If you're on the housetop, don't go back into the house, just leave. If you're in the fields, don't go back into the city, just leave. Pray that you don't have to do it on Sabbath. So Jesus didn't foresee any change in his day. In fact, Josephus, the, the Jewish historian, says that there were no Christians who died in Jerusalem when it was destroyed because they remembered the words of Jesus and they fled while they could. But Jesus never saw a change in his day. Never saw it. Um, go to Luke uh, 23. Some, some people say, well, when is, how do we know for sure what day the Sabbath day is? It's, it's actually really a cool thing that we can show our friends if they're asking, if they have questions. Luke chapter 23, verse 53. This is the, the, the scene where Christ is on the cross and they're taking him down to put him into the tomb. Joseph has, of Arimathea has volunteered his tomb and so forth. It says there in verse 53, Luke 23, Then he took it down, the body of Christ, wrapped it in a linen cloth and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. So you can ask your friend if they're curious. Just say, hey, what day was Jesus crucified on? And almost everybody knows it was Good Friday, right? That was the day he was crucified. Um, and then you continue reading. And in verse 1 of chapter 24, it says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And you continue reading, and it says that Jesus was raised back to life. And we say, well, what day was he raised? And they say, well, Sunday, Easter Sunday, of course. But you notice in the story, verse 54 of chapter 23 says it was the preparation day, the Sabbath was about to begin. Verse 56, they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. 
So there's a day in between Friday and a day in between Sunday, and that's called the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is Saturday. And it's interesting, there's a hint actually about when the day begins. The day actually begins Friday night as the sun goes down. We see that here in verse 54. And you can, of course, go to the Old Testament and see that in Leviticus 23.23 and Genesis chapter 1. The Sabbath actually starts Friday night as the sun is starting to go down. Now, it's interesting, it's called the, the Friday is called the day of preparation. What, what do you think they were preparing for? They were preparing for Sabbath. I tell you what, I enjoy the gift of Sabbath a lot more if I've prepared for it. Have you ladies ever been on a date with a guy who hasn't prepared for the date? <laughs> I, I remember being that guy one time, and that wasn't so good. When you're prepared, it just feels better. Mentally, if my house, if I've cleaned my house, if we've cleaned our house, I'm able to relax a lot more. <laughs> that wasn't a slip at all. It, it was just, I'm the one speaking, so. <laughs> Sarah actually is a cleaner person than I am, which I am so grateful for. So if the house is clean, I'll just leave everything out of that. If the house is clean, it's easier for me to relax. Mentally, I get a benefit. Have you, have you experienced that? Anyone else like that? Yeah. And so, for me, Friday, if I've got the time, is an awesome day to prepare so that I'm not distracted on the Sabbath. And it's extra work on Friday, right? Yeah. It's extra work. But then you get extra rest on the Sabbath. There's a lot of ways we can prepare, but something to think about. So number one, Sabbath is primarily about Jesus. It's his day. It's about restoration, not rules. It's a day that's a gift for humanity, a day for worship with others. And number five, we just saw, it's a day that hasn't changed. And the last point, last point, it's a day for doing good. A day for doing good. And this is what we see so consistently in the life of Jesus. It's a day all about doing good for others. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Jesus was accused of breaking the Sabbath time and time again. And what was he doing? He wasn't bartering with the Gentiles. He was doing good on that day. Matthew chapter 12, look at verse 9. Going from that place, he went into their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to accuse him, they asked Jesus, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And he said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Jesus understood people are so important. And if there's a way that we can be a blessing to people on this day, we should do it. Now, there are a lot of different ways to, to do good. We could probably sit here all afternoon and make a big list. But there... I'll let you come up with your own list. I'll give you a few ideas here in just a moment. We also see that Jesus spent time with people at their house on Sabbath. Luke 14, 1, Jesus goes to the Pharisee's house on Sabbath. 
Uh, that's, that's one way to do good. Spend time with other people. Invest in relationships. You can do that here at Potluck. We have a potluck every week, which is a real blessing. Amen? Amen. But, you know, there's an extra blessing, I think, when you invite somebody over to your house. It's, it's one thing to welcome someone. Hey, come sit at my table at potluck. It's another thing. Hey, welcome to my life. Welcome to my home. There's, there's, a, some, there's a blessing there, and I wonder if, if culturally we've shifted away from that. There's something powerful about inviting people over, and there's a real blessing when it happens on Sabbath. Jesus looked to relieve the suffering of people on Sabbath. You know, there are a lot of our church members who aren't able to make it to church ever anymore because of health challenges or because of sickness or whatever the case might be. Uh, Sabbath is a good day to give them a call. Just say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. Take five minutes from your day and call somebody today. Or take a little bit more of the time and go visit someone. Uh, I'm going to go on a visit this afternoon after potluck, see somebody that's in, in a care facility. If you want to come with me, let me know. You can come. It's super easy. It's not scary because people, you really, when they can't make it to church, they're lonely. And so you don't have to know how to talk well or know how to visit. You just say, hey, can I come visit you? And they say, yes, please. Right? It's so easy. It's so easy to do good on the Sabbath. Uh, there's so many ways we can do it. Helping out with the Glow Literature Ministries. Helping out with um, the homeless ministry that happens. Helping out visiting someone who's sick or shut in. What about calling family members? Do you have family members that you don't keep in touch with very well? Maybe sometimes we wonder, well, why aren't they calling me? Why does no one ever call me? Well, call them. Amen. Call your friends. Just let them know you care about them. Give them a quick call today. If you did that every Sabbath and called a friend, called a family member, you'd find that your relationships with them would improve. Look for ways to help other people. Take a nap. You ever do that on Sabbath? <laughs> Some Sabbaths, that's exactly what we need to do. In other Sabbaths, God says, no, 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 no. You need to do some good out in the world today. Uh, but other days, the good that you need is taking care of yourself. Right? As they say, taking a hike to Box Springs. Right? Yeah, lay, I'm going to do some lay ministries today. Napping is a part of Sabbath, but it's not the heart of Sabbath. Amen? Amen? So don't nap away important opportunities to do good to people who need it. Amen? Amen? But don't neglect yourself. Man, there's all sorts of good videos. I, I remember when I was a kid watching these Bible videos, these nature videos. Uh, Sabbath was a special day. In fact, I was reading something, and it's actually in the paper I wrote, where Ellen White says, on Sabbath, you should get a special dessert for your kids. Why? Because you want them to know this is an extra special day. Who couldn't use a little extra special dessert on Sabbath? Right? <laughs> Lemon pie was, was one of her favorite things. You know, there's some good missionary stories in the library. Have you looked at some of those books in there? Ask Gwen. Maybe she'll let you in 
today, if, if, you, if you ask her, there are some awesome and inspiring stories. For those of you that like to read, so many things that we can do. Bible games, inspirational material, help with the Adventurers Club a couple times a month. There are some books that you can buy if you need ideas for good things to do on Sabbath. There are books called like 52 Things to Do on Sabbath or 100 Things to Do. You can just search on Google and they're there. Um, in fact, I, I was on a Mormon website last night looking at things that they give because they keep Sunday, but they really do keep Sunday. And they had like a list of 80 things to do on Sabbath. And there were some things I never would have thought of, like reading speeches from the general conference session. Uh, they also have what they call a general conference. And, but I tell you what, there are some good sermons at the general conference session. You could try that too. Get creative. So the six things, number one, Sabbath is about Jesus. It's not about rules, it's about restoration and relationship. Uh, it's a day for doing good, as we said. It's a day, I have to look back through my notes because I don't remember them off the top of my head. It's a gift for humanity, a day to worship with others, and a day that hasn't changed. You know, when I was in seminary and Sarah was finishing up PT school, we met. <laughs> And we didn't have a lot of time to spend together because we were both slammed with homework all the time. And so a lot of our hangout during the week was sitting together doing homework. And that's not quality time, right? You're not learning about a person. It's nice to be there, but it wasn't quality time. But we knew when the sun went down on Friday night, that our books were put away, and we now had a whole 24 hours of guilt-free quality time together. No guilt from not doing homework. And we got to have worship together to welcome in the Sabbath. Sometimes people light candles on Friday nights. Kind of a neat tradition in some households. We got to sing songs together, read the Bible together, read a devotional together, go to a Vespers, a, a worship program on Friday night. We got to to get together the next morning, go to Sabbath school, go to church, go eat at someone's house, go to the beach, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the fresh air. They didn't have mountains to hike on, but there were sand dunes in Michigan you could climb if you wanted to. But it was just such a wonderful time, and I look back on those days, and I just remember the quality time I was able to spend with Sarah, especially on those days. And we still have that quality time. Um, but those were those formative days when it was so special. And I think, shouldn't that be what Sabbath is like between us and God? You know, we're busy during the week. And we should, we should pray every day. We should read our Bibles every day. Amen? But Sabbath is a day when we should look forward to it and say, you know what, God? I've been busy this week. And, and though I've spent time with you, I haven't spent the amount of time I wanted to. And I'm looking forward to those 24 hours to be with you, to be with other believers, and to do good with you. How many of you are grateful for God's gift of Sabbath? We can always learn more. We can always grow in our ability to appreciate it. But let's remember Jesus, the one who made it all possible, and let's enjoy this day with him. 
Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you love us. You show us in so many ways, and today we're remembering this quality time, this day you set aside for us and you. I don't know what good you might call us to do today. Thank you for the good that's already happened. But may we be blessed by your presence and blessed as we serve others. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'll only see you next week if it's at Central Valley Christian Academy for the convocation because there's no church here.